so embarrassing and like i'd like have to like go like go back to the guest and be like wow we got way too drunk hey you're 86 i'm justin myers and this is a show about how bartenders handle bad situations hello again the COVID-19 crisis has shown us how fragile and unsustainable our careers and industry can be and has many of us questioning what to do next because let's face it, things are not going to go back to the way they were before. My guest today is Shauna Race. She's been in the industry for more than 15 years. She's the host and creator of the Talk Tales podcast. She also teaches online cocktail classes and more. And she had a lot to say about her journey from behind the bar to new directions online. Let's get into it. That's too. That's a little too much. I feel like right now. Yeah, we just gotta wait and see. So this is a. This is a. A big reminder this time right now of of like how important it is to not kind of put all your eggs in one basket. Um, you know, like uh, so many people have lost their jobs. So many people like their income from bartending was their only income, and now that's gone suddenly. Um, and so it, it's like most people realize it's it's not a good idea to like invest all your money in one place. Um, and I think uh, jobs are kind of the same. You know, like if you have one revenue stream, then like that can just go away. And then what are you going to do? So I think like now is a great time to, to think about like, what are some other ways that we can do to make money? I hate using the term side hustle, but <laughs> um, yeah, if we have multiple sources of income and when, when one goes away, then it's, you know, it's like, oh, okay, that sucks. But you know, we've got these other things going on so we can still bring in money from that. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, um, how you started branching out um, with podcasting, with the, the teaching classes and the other things that you're doing, especially because a lot of them are online, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, hope, hopefully the internet won't disappear too. But uh, <laughs> Oh my God, could you imagine if like, somebody cuts the internet, internet plug? Oh my yeah. God, yeah, that would be the end of society. That'd be it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, how did you start... Um, kind of branching out and doing all these other things um i'd say boredom i i'm like uh uh, like i'd say i'm a very hyperactive person and i my wheels are always turning i'm always trying to Mm -hmm. think of ideas and especially when i get bored with something and i think for me uh is i've been bartending for so long and it's for you know 15 years it's really driven my creative like like mind by crafting cocktails and creating like bar programs and, and projects and events and different things like that. When it, when it comes to like being in the bar, I've always been, you know, that's really driven me for a long time. Uh, but I think in the last, like, I guess like about three and a half years ago or so, um, I started getting really bored with it. (laughs) (laughs) Not saying it's like the, it's not bad. I don't have none of nothing's bad. It's just that, uh, you know, it wasn't like driving me as much as it used to. And it Mm -hmm. probably has to do with like age and like longevity behind the bar. I think a lot of times people tap out of that position because it's hard. It's hard on your body. It's hard on your mind. And, um, and so, you know, you start thinking, um, okay, you know, what's next? What's going to be, what, what, what am I going to get out of this? What's going to be my next step? And for me, I don't like moving backwards. I never like regressing in any mm-hmm. way, shape or form in my life. I feel like I should all, if I've learned something, I should continue in a direction as 
to keep learning. There's no reason to stop. Um, so I was like, okay, how, you know, I, I've actually told this story a couple of times, but I was sitting at uh, a little um, family Mexican restaurant called El Compadre drinking a margarita the size of my, my head. And I was talking <laughs> to my, fr- my talking to my friend, uh, I was going stir crazy. And um, I was like, you know, I was like, dude, I got this idea. I'm like, what do I do best? Like I bartend, I make drinks and I can fucking talk good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, shit, man, I should like, I'm, I'm going to start a podcast. Like, and th- you know, and this was three years ago, three and a half years ago. And, uh, and it's, p- podcasts were, are definitely a thing for sure at that time, but it was still was like kind of a growing uh, media platform. And, and uh, so it's definitely still was the wild west at that time, and I still feel like it still is. There's there's no regulations totally. on it, and that's totally. why it's such a it's such a cool like uh, platform of creative like you know performance like and um because no one's regulating it. There's no you could do whatever the fuck you want on it at this point, you know, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and ho- hopefully that never gets ruined, but you know, I'm sure it will someday. But uh. <laughs> Yeah, so like I, I really just came out of like I'm bored. I need to do another creative project, and I don't know how to do a podcast. So I, you know, I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn how to do it. I'm gonna learn how to, you know, and then I start digging into it. And for me, when I'm doing a new project, it really comes down to risk, and if uh, if it's a high risk project or not. And by risk, I mean money. And mm-hmm. I figured I could. I figured I could execute doing a podcast for not that much money and um and i didn't buy the best equipment at first and i didn't buy you know i I didn't have any money so i had to get whatever i could you know (laughs) and so i just got like shitty mics at first and like you know had a garage band set up and like didn't really didn't know anything what i was doing and just like every time every time we hit you know roadblocks it was just like okay let's get on google how do you fix this thing oh you oh i have to Oh, I have to pay editors. I don't have any money. Okay, so how am I gonna get this thing edited? Oh, I guess I need to learn how to edit. <laughs> so, <you laughs> yeah, know. Exactly. so I had to learn how to edit, and um, and so yeah, I, I kind of produced the whole thing, and then of course with my amazing team at the time, um, we uh, Matt Hernandez was my co-host, and then Adele Martinez was play the role of the mixtress and also a producer, mm-hmm. and they're just like the best team ever. And as they've helped me so much with the podcast, uh, Matt doesn't do the podcast anymore, unfortunately, but he, he's, he's kind of moving in different directions and you know, he's all, still the best and always welcome back on whenever he wants to. Uh, but yeah, me and me and my, my good pal Adele, her and I partners in crime, like knock this thing out and she's, she's just like the biggest help. And so, yeah, I, and yeah, and I think like a lot, you know, what's comes to the cocktail stuff. Um, I still like making cocktails. I still like, you know, I have to bring money in because the podcast doesn't pay our bills yet, which, hey, if anyone ever wants to like donate to our Patreon, <laughs> totally, totally would be stoked on that. But, um, you know, but from the beginning, I've always said I really don't give a shit who listens to the podcast. It doesn't that doesn't matter to me. Uh, I'm doing it because I want to. And it's mm. um, a project that that. It's it's good. I think it's good for my mental health, honestly, to like talk with my peers, my bartending peers, and hear stories. And like, I think you know, in, in the interview in the Talktales episode, you said too um, that it's a, it's a, it's just like a way to like connect in a mental way that is, mm. um, uh, that 
I don't know, something, it, it brings me joy, you know? And so it's, it doesn't matter. I don't really care if anyone listens or if it, I, I hope people listen. I hope people, you know, that people can laugh and, 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 and don't take things too seriously. Cause we sure as hell don't. And we just want to tell stories and, sh- and I, I want to highlight the bartenders for what mm. they do. And that was another thing for me is that I wanted to, um, a lot of times the bars get the recognition for the spaces that are built mm. And I, uh, as much as I like um, every bar I've ever worked at with the owners who are so awesome and some of my best friends um, to this day built these incredible bars. Um, they, I always look at it as like they built the bartenders an amazing stage to perform. And, mm. uh, but ultimately what makes the bar successful is the bartenders and they, their creativity and their personalities and their service and their hospitality. And, um, and so I, I sometimes I feel like bartenders don't get the recognition that they actually deserve. And so I like I like highlighting, you know, people f- giving credit for to where credit's due, you know. Mm. So, oh, yeah. And then the cocktails, uh, the virtual cocktails at the cocktail classes. Um, I'm just I'm pretty tired. I'm older. I'm getting older. And uh, <laughs> like doing those late night bar shifts are difficult. So I was, yeah. again, coming out of kind of desperation and um and boredom again i wanted to do something different and make some money and but still do things that i've always been very interested in which is making drinks and uh at this point i have a pretty good solid background on like the history and classics and and of cocktails and um i i i feel i can extend enough knowledge to teach classes where people have a really good time and i was doing it in the bar for a while until we got locked down. And so I didn't do mm. anything for a while. And I was like, fuck man, maybe I'll just throw these on virtual online classes. And so I threw it up there just to see it, what would happen and people start booking them. So I'm like, sweet. All right, cool. <laughs> Great. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think it's, it's hard to take that first step. Um, and it requires kind of getting out of your comfort zone. I think it's really, I think a lot of people, myself included, like get really comfortable working at a place, you know, like, you know, the bar, you know, the customers, you know, the routine, even if it's hard and like, you know, you, you kind of sense that you can't do it long-term. Um, it's kind of scary to like take that first step, you know? Um, what was that like, you know, just starting something and putting it out there and like, you know, going for it for you? Um, it's funny because this really ties into like the statement saying like, I really don't give a fuck if anyone listens. (laughs) Um, like I think for me at the time, um, with, it might have been, it might have been like a midlife crisis or some shit. Like it's like, uh, I I guess I just didn't really care what the outcome of it would be, and mm. so th- like jumping into it, it wasn't that hard because it was. I think it because I just didn't care. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I know. I think it, it sounds bad because, but like sometimes it's freeing to like just not care what people think about you you know what i mean yeah. um but also it could get you in a little trouble sometimes too sometimes i say <laughs> stuff that i'm like ah, i should probably not say that kind of stuff um <laughs> uh, but uh i think i don't know i, I think at, you hit a certain age especially too when um maybe your mental uh state has been broke down from being battered behind a bar for a while that you're just like you know what fuck mm. Okay, I like I'm gonna tell my stories. I'm gonna ha- share other people's stories, and um, and it 
and I think it's all positive. You know, I don't think it's an, I don't think this comes from a negative space at all. Mm. Um, I think that everyone, when I, when bartenders come on and tell their stories, a lot of times I feel like that people will, um, share bad stories, but I'd say like 70% of the time, 75% of the time people come on and tell beautiful, amazing, like encouraging, really cool stories. So the, the bar is like, uh, it's a pretty magical place, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Can you talk a little bit about um, balancing working at the bar and starting these new projects? Like, how did you find the time to to f- focus on this new thing while you were late. still... <laughs> work late, work early. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think now that, I, like, in the beginning, uh, it was a little more challenging. I also had a lot of, I'd say, help from my husband. He does um, a, a post-production film stuff, and so he's pretty mm. technology savvy. So he did help me out a lot with, like, getting kind of set up. And then also, um, I think I think at the time I was down, da- I brought my bartending shifts down a day i think i was only doing three days a week at that time mm. um or three nights i should say um so i would just do my night shifts you know get home at two three in the morning and then um and then i was able and at that time i was editing too so uh i, I worked on the podcast probably like th- three to, probably four days a week and then bartended three days a week mm-hmm. um and just like pinch my pennies for the most part um mm. but that at that time it w- took a lot more time and effort because it was all learning stuff. At this point, it's such a well-oiled machine. At this point, it's like you know we show up Tuesday, knock it out. It goes to our amazing editor Rashid. He he knocks out the editing. I don't and it does an incredible job. And um and then I get the the episode out. You know when I get the episode back. You know the next day or so. So it's such a it's so well-oiled now. Like doing the podcast is so easy. I tell people that too. Like. You know, they're like, you want to do this? You want to do this for like brand stuff? I'm like, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, we've been doing this for three years and uh, it might be, I don't know if it's bratty, but um, uh, like with brand stuff, I'm like, okay, if you want me to come out and do stuff for like this, you guys got to pay me. Like, I'm Mm. like, otherwise I'll just bring a bar to like do it my way. I'm either going to do my way and, you know, and it's like super easy and simple or like, you know, they're, you got to talk to me a little bit more financially (laughs) for me to above and beyond. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I think um, I think that is. I want to talk about like making money off of this. So obviously, mm-hmm. with your class, your classes, people pay to attend mm-hmm. the class. Um, but but I think there's a lot of money. Well, we know there's a lot of money in in brands, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's really um, where where the money's at with this kind of thing. Can you talk about your work? I know you've done some episodes um, with brands. Can you talk about yeah. like, what, what that's like to do that? A, I freaking love it. Um, <laughs> doing the ad spots are like my, it's kind of my favorite recording stuff. Cause you get to get really creative about like writing the ad spots and like putting sounds in and sound effects. And I really mm. enjoy that side of it. Um, it's, it, you know, it's kind of like writing like a script or like a little mini play or something, you know, it's fun. And then, um, and then we've done like full on episodes, educational episodes with brands too, which, um, at f- I've, uh, we've always incorporated that, um, with talk tales, uh, we try to stay away from the educational stuff. We try to strictly stick to storytelling and like entertainment essentially. Um, but you know, this is the bar world and education is like kind of 
goes hand in hand with brands. You can't really teach cocktails without like teaching about brands too. So mm-hmm. we, we, you know, introduced a thing called tiny tales, um, little shots of knowledge with, with brands. And in the beginning we kind of, I, in the very beginning, I actually, um, made friends with one of the reps for one of the big liquor distributors and they were like, you're, wait, you're doing what? And this was like literally like three months or something after recording. They're like, you're making a podcast. They're like, all right, we're mm-hmm. just going to give you alcohol. And we're like, really? Uh, sweet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so they, they would just every week, they give us a different, um, a bottle to use for the show to make cocktails with for the guests. And, um, and then we would highlight that, you know, that bottle on the episodes and then kind of develop from there. Um, and then the more popularity that our show has grown, it's, um, it's given, I guess it's just like a little bit of courage for me as like the, uh, producer and creator to have those conversations with brands about, about money. And mm-hmm. it's com- that's complicated. And it's kind of very nerve wracking as like a creator of something to ask for money up for something that you're creating. Um, yeah. I think it's easier if you have the availability of having somebody to like act as a producer or something, it's easier for other people to talk money with creative work than the actual creator. But luckily I'm a loud mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't have a huge hard time about asking people for like help. And, mm-hmm. um, it's easy for me to, um, at this point, because I believe in our brand and I believe in our show and I believe in, um, you know, the creativity of our show and the time we put into it. And, and I respect the time that, you know, everyone that's involved put that puts into the show, like our guests, I respect their time. I respect Adele's time. I respect my own time. And I, and I think time is valuable. Mm-hmm. So if I, you know, when I have a conversation with brands about what, you know, what value looks like for me versus what value looks like for them, um, it, it's a pretty e- easy conversation. It's like, this is, this is the value you will get from doing, you know, you know, having us do a ad spot for your brand. This is that, you know, it's going to be on multiple platforms, social media and, uh, on the show forever, basically, you know, mm-hmm. at this, you know, and you know, we'll always talk about it and we get to try it and we're bartenders, you know, we talk about these things. It's gonna, you know, it's influential no matter how you look at it. Um, and then for us, you know, our time's worth, you know, it, it's worth money. And, Absolutely. uh, and so, you know, wh- when I explain that to brands, they're like, Oh dude, yeah. Here. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, sure. oh, that makes sense. You know, it's like, yeah, you should ask before. Sean. What the hell? I'm like, Oh, okay. Fair. Cool. They, I've actually had a couple of people be, I'm like, I don't, well, I don't know. Like a couple, you know, a hundred bucks. Or like, I don't know how much to ask for after that. I just right. go, Oh, maybe this much money. Like, let's see what happens, you know? And then they're like, no, we're going to give you this much. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you talk but, a little bit um, more about like, what are those conversations like, you know, how do you approach brands? Do they approach you? And then, and what was that process like of, of working? Um, I think, uh, I've, no, I've, I mean, I've approached brands like off, 
like handed before, like just shooting a random shot in the, you know, an email, just like throw shit out there. I, whenever I have ideas, I just throw them out there. That's the same mm. thing with a cocktail class. It's like, I'm like, I don't know if anyone's going to fucking bite. Like, I, you know, I don't know if anyone wants to do that, but like, you don't know unless you just fucking throw it out there, you know? And so, yeah. I, and it doesn't really like, if you like, if you weigh out the consequences, it doesn't matter if you throw it out throw your ideas out into the world like that doesn't it really doesn't fucking matter because it does it's not uh the only thing that's going to happen is something can be produced out of it but if you don't throw your ideas out there then absolutely nothing's going to happen and that matters you know that matters Mm. that nothing happens but if you you know it doesn't matter if you do it you know (laughs) right you got nothing to lose, really. Yeah, there's no yeah, what do you got to lose? Like, you know, like you're just stuck in the same spot you were before, you know, but if you throw things in the universe or into the internet or whatever, then it something can happen. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of like how I see it. And like with the cocktail classes, I just threw it on the internet. It's like, I have nothing like what? Oh, it's just sitting on there. What's going to happen? Oh, somebody's going to book it. <laughs> okay, cool. I give me 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> like I've thrown it just like you know, hey, will you do this for us? And and it's worked. But a lot of times, more so, I make re- friendships and relationships mm-hmm. with the people of the brands. Um, like, genuine friendships, not like, oh, I want to be yeah, friends yeah. with you because I want some money or something. Or like, oh, you know, I need something from you. Like, no, no. Like, dude, you, you're representing this brand? This brand's awesome. Like, this is killer. Let's go fucking talk about it. Let me buy, or let's go buy, get a drink. Let's buy a drink. Like, and, uh, you know, how, how, tell me about it. Tell me about the brand. And, um, and not even talk about the podcast. And then, you know, then what you, I have, you know, you, have fr- you make friends, make friends. Mm. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, this, this crisis, um, that we're in now, and then even, uh, earlier this year, later last year with the, the, the tariff thing, on the imported oh, yeah. wines and spirits that it kind of really showed how like we're kind of like a we're we're all sort of part of a big machine you know there's the, the mm-hmm. producers and the brands and the reps and the distributors and us at the bars uh it's like everyone's kind of connected and and i think i think you're right it is about building relationships um and can, can you can you kind of talk about sort of how that has grown since you started um Obviously, it took a while to, you know, learn the ins and outs of, of making a podcast. And then it took a while to just like get a bunch of content out there. But what, what did, how did it uh, grow working with brands and, and kind of gaining traction? How did that grow over time? Being a bartender, like you're kind of, con- you're, you're kind of connected in the bar world uh, just automatically, just being a bartender. Mm-hmm. Now, each, everyone individually, you know, grows their network how they wish um i've always been pretty active about being active in the bar industry and so um the the, i think the hardest part about growing my network was moving to los angeles (laughs) um because los angeles is, is a ginormous city and um it's it's hard to navigate at first and it's hard to network at first. And I don't think it's just the bartending, bartending industry. I think it's every industry in Los Angeles. It's just so big. Like when I bartended in Baltimore, I knew what all 
the bars were doing. I knew, oh, you know, Doug over there, he's doing this co- awesome cocktail and this great event. And this bar over here, is the, they're doing this pig roast. Let's go check out their barbecue cocktails. Or, you know, like a different, you know, every, you knew what was happening. You were all networked, with, you know, and it was easy to um, to make things happen uh, mm-hmm. in the in, within the community. And then coming to Los Angeles, it's like, shit, I still don't know what's going on over in Venice. Like, who <laughs> fucking knows, you know? Like, yeah. that's a whole nother town. Like, you know, so it's hard to navigate. Um, and I think um, I think maybe that was a kind of a big reason, too, by, about starting the podcast is um, it, it's, it forces me to meet different bartenders from all over Los Angeles and, and, you know, now the world and the country mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, like I get to talk to people. Um, and also with the virtual cocktail classes, I've been, I've been teaching people in New York and Atlanta. Like, so it's, it's this virtual, like creative outlet is really, really connecting in a very special way, I'd say. Um, and when it comes to, you know, you know, one person, then you run into them at the bar. They're like, Hey, have you met my friend here? Who's working with mm-hmm. Campari or you met my, bar- this bartender here. They, they're running that they're running the program over here. You got to meet Shauna. She's doing this podcast. You got to go on the podcast or like, likewise, it's not a, you know, you got to have this guy on their podcast. He's awesome. Or she, this girl, she's killing it over here. You know, like, okay, cool. Yeah. I want to talk. Let's talk to them. Like, and then now, you know, uh, every now it's like a little talk tales family. <laughs> uh it's funny too because like um last year after the first year of doing the the podcast as kind of a celebration we teamed up with sazerac um which is a big uh big company that has Mm -hmm. tons of whiskeys and everything and um they they helped us throw a big huge bartending competition that all the bartenders that were on the podcast from the first season of talk Tales all came on and did this like bracket style competition with like oh, wow. characters and all it's like, it was madness. It was insane, but it was really fun. And uh, so like, that's a good example where, you know, we want, we will, we want to bring people together and uh, hopefully, po- you know, doing it, po- podcasting hopefully is doing that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things I love the most about it is I, I get to meet so many people and talk to people and, Stay connected with them. What was something that surprised you the most uh, during this this whole process of growing your podcast and your in your company? And um, what what were you least expecting? Mm, I didn't expect to um, jump off with as um, as much like cool stuff right away. Like the first year, we like kind of like we started it and then next and I think this comes down to like just asking people for stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I, we got accepted to go to tales, the cocktail to cover it with press passes and stuff. And I just shot them a email in the dark being like, Hey, I've got this podcast. Like, uh, do you want to, you want us to like come (laughs) and like give us press passes? Like maybe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they're like, Oh yeah, sure. There you go. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay, cool. You know? And then, um, like, and then we went out to Pittsburgh. They, um, uh, William Grant flew us out to Pittsburgh to do a podcast series, um, mm. which was awesome. And so I think that was kind of like a um, surprising thing of how much it was well received right off the bat. Um, and also how it's like a dedication of passion. And any, I think, I guess if I had advice for people, if they want to go into a creative outlet, um, 
and Justin, I'm sure you can under uh, agree is that you you can't do you can't do shit like this for money. <laughs> you can't do it. You can't do it for like um you know you can't be like I'm going to start this thing and I'm going to make a bunch of money. I'm going to be super successful. Uh you know, you can't mm-hmm. uh, you you have to like do things that you're passionate about um strictly for the passion of doing it. Yeah, and and because at that point it doesn't really matter if you're making money or not and like also people can't deny like passion. Yeah. You know, I look at some of my really talented friends and some of my most loved friends and family. And when they do things uh, from like the core of themselves, you cannot deny it. Like it's undeniable how fucking cool, like amazing it is. Like uh, some of my friends are musicians. Some music I like, you know, I listen to like metal, like, but like uh, I go see them perform. And it's music I normally wouldn't listen to. And I'm like, this is incredible. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> and you can't deny it. It's like, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta follow, follow that kind of like that movement. Absolutely. So I, that's what I, that's what I strive to be, do. I strive to, uh, use what I observe in other people's like passion and how it makes me feel to see people do cool stuff. Like I just want to try to do cool, you know, what I want to do as cool as I can. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's, that's something that, you know, mentors I've had have told me is like, like if you're not excited about it, like, uh, like don't, don't start a, don't start a podcast about something you're not excited about. Cause yeah, you know, it's not, it's not going to work. You're, you're going to be bummed out. Your, your listeners are going to hear that. And, um, it's, it's just not going to be successful. So I, I totally know what you mean, but it, it's, I think, um, you know, in my, in, like I've, I've done a couple things that were sponsored and I'm trying to do more of that. And, and it's totally what you said is like, you just, you have to ask, um, which could be, really hard and like not knowing it's like oh i don't know like what <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah, sh- you know, should i ask is it okay you know um can you talk a little bit more about like you know just you know so so like in my case a, a brand reached out to me and said hey i want to be on your show and i was like oh well um can can you pay me like <laughs> you know because i've never really done it before but um yeah yeah can you talk more about asking because i think it's a hard thing for a lot of people to just I ask for what they want, you know. I guess how um I guess how I ask I think it's more like more reasoning. It's I don't know if it's like necessarily asking. I mean shot like say like okay, like when we did that big cocktail contest. Yeah, I asked. I but I just threw it out but I'm like, hey, I'm like, I'm just curious. I wanted this is what I wanted to do. I'm like, what do you think? Would you, do you think your brand would help us out with this? Like I'm like, and I put together a budget, like I put together a dream budget of how much mm-hmm. everything would cost and everything. So I was prepared being like, this is what we need. Is there any way, you know, I'm just throwing, I always just say, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, you know, there's no big deal if you say no, like, uh, mm-hmm. but if you, if you can, it might be cool, you know? Um, <laughs> but, and then with the podcast stuff, um, when we do brand stuff, uh, it's more of just like a reasoning, I guess. It's more like, dude, I like totally would love to do brand. Like, I love your brand. I love talking about your brand. But like, um, at this point, you know, you have to understand that, um, you're running your business, and this is our this is our business too. And you know, like, I would love to help you guys out. But like, you know, any type of like love on our side is super super appreciated too, because we you know we want to highlight you in the best way we possibly can. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, not saying that we can't do, I'm like, I understand if money's tight, especially with smaller brands, yeah. I'm pretty lenient with smaller brands. Yeah, for sure. Um, being like, dude, I understand. Like I'm all about like supporting small business, no matter what, like I was raised by small business. I, you know, but you know, when you start getting into like the bigger, big guys, um, it's like, you know, it's a business and they understand that, you know, and you have, to, I look at talktails as my business. I, I incorporated talktails. So mm-hmm. it, it, you know, everything I do is legit and, um, everything we do is legit. And, you know, so people can pay me through like legit accounts and stuff. Like it's not yeah, like, yeah. you know, throw me like, you know, a cash only please, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I try to treat this as a very professional project as, you know, and I, and I consider it a professional like project, even though it's like fun for me and everything. And I, and I just like go, Hey, listen, you know, this takes a lot, you know, this is a lot of time and we're going to be doing a lot of great promotion for your brand. I do have, I have a media kit that mm-hmm. tells the the reach, the listens we get, you know, and I'm like, you know, this, this is, this is for me to do this for you is this is the value for me, us. And this is the value for you. Mm-hmm. So, and be like, you know, and be like, I would love, you know, I'd love anything brand. Like I, it's important to talk about brands when it comes to bartending, um, yeah. just be like, but listen, like I could talk to the bartender down the street and get the same thing for, and you know, and not have to, like be an advertisement for everyone. <laughs> right, 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 right. How do you think um, working with brands is going to be different, um, especially the smaller ones in this kind of post-COVID world, in this way that the industry's changing? I mean, it's, well, it, it, everything's changing by the minute, so it's hard to say, but um, what are your kind of feelings about how that's going to be different? Well, what you're doing first, is going to be different. First come for, like, first off, first off is everyone I fucking talk to, I'm like, buy craft spirits right now like Mm. shop locally like shop locally Uh, you know and also i mean even if it's like go to total wine go they have so many uh craft brands that are mom and pop brands who are literally distilling like in you know their the garages like industrial garages you know they don't have giant like plants they're doing it the right way they're sourcing things responsibly they're not getting, you know, $10 million bailouts from the government, but they mm-hmm. aren't getting the assistance that they need. They are the ones that matter. They, they, they keep our economy going. In my cocktail classes, I do a shopping list and I always include um, recommendations of, you know, spirit. So if I'm like, oh, we're using gin in this cocktail, I say, do your best uh, when you're going out to shop to buy something locally. Anything will work, but uh, right now it's really important to su- support small business. It is, you know, I wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for small, small business. My dad owned yeah. a small business growing up. So, you know, it's, it's important. It really is, especially right now. And, uh, so yeah, anyone listening, uh, go out and get, <laughs> you know, go out and get yourself a, whatever your local spirits are, you know, some, uh, St. George and, uh, mm-hmm. gray, gray whale gin and all those good ones, you know? Yeah. Uh, Jameson will be fine, you guys. They'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I told my friend that last night. He was saying, uh, he's like, hey, do you, is, is like BevMo open for pickup? I'm like, yeah, they are. But like, what's your favorite bar in your neighborhood? Like, call them up. They'll sell you some shit, you know? That's <laughs> like, true. You got to help oh, them out. Yeah, right now. That's you know, BevMo's going to still be there, but uh, yeah, you know, Bevmo Sa- will be Safeway fine. is going to be fine. But, you know, go to your bar. Like, they, they, that product is sitting on the shelf and uh, 
it's not you know it's that the yeah, product it, is sitting there and they they need to move it so help them out totally for sure 100 percent. like uh, make it happen do your part you could probably just walk to your local bar and they probably are doing carry out stuff yeah yeah for sure um so cocktails all about stories um stories and and would you like to share uh, a favorite story maybe about um maybe about putting together the business itself you know uh, like a behind uh, the scenes story of cocktails that you oh that my you god like. well i think like some of the like the behind the scenes is like i guess growing the the show we learn we had to learn as we went and we uh we did a lot of drinking at first <laughs> go figure like we're like does. oh we're just we're just gonna get drunk and do this podcast like kind of thing and um and like and then when i realized i have to edit these things i'd start listening back to these shows and <laughs> we would get so <laughs> wasted like there's a couple shows where I could, I had, I just have to like cut out the entire end of my, all my vocals because my vocals would just be like, (laughs) 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 it was so embarrassing. And like, I'd like have to like go, like go back to the guests and be like, wow, we got way too drunk. And like, and so I'm trying, like there, there, oh, we also had some, um, stories. Another learning thing that we had to learn is, um, to let people know that they're, you know, to be a little have some rules about the stories that they were going to share because we mm-hmm. had to not air a couple episodes because one of the episodes the, the person shared a story about basically like date rape oh, no <laughs> and like um and it was it was like not a like afterwards we like you know the guests left and everything and we sat around the couch and was like we can't air that that was like that was like a bad thing that this person did <laughs> like uh you know i'm we can't air that and be like like yeah bro kind of thing like oh like that is you know i'm a woman and my co-host is a woman and, and matt is a complete feminist and we're like this is this is not cool you know mm-hmm. and then we had another one where people um the guests got very political and like very like promoting of a personal political agenda Mm. And, um, and so after, you know, again, then going back and editing these things, you know, I'm like listening to it going, oh, fuck, man, like, we can't air this, you know, (laughs) this is too, this is, this is not this podcast. This is not talk tales, you know, this, our podcast, you know, we, we try to keep lighthearted and we're not here to tell anyone how, how to be, how to live, um, or how to think. We're just trying to share, share our experiences. And, um, so we've we've through like some of those weird things that we didn't really predict we've we've had to change our um you know our spiels in the beginning be like we have bar rules now no no uh no no religion or politics on the Mm -hmm. podcast um no promoting of personal agendas as far but as far as like um you know politics and stuff like that and uh don't drink before the podcast because (laughs) we're gonna have cocktails on the podcast and um we've had to we've had to not air certain episodes because the guests got, you know, too drunk and like, and actually had to kick somebody out of our house once or out of mm. our studio once because wow. of um, bad behavior because of drinking. Um, yeah. So they, I think through, through it, we've kind of been like the next day going, okay, we gotta, we gotta amend our policies here. <laughs> 
It's interesting. Yeah, because you it's like you 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 all had you had values, you know, and, and kind of ethics, but it was like it took these events to sort of <laughs> realize like, oh, like we need to like write that down, set that in yeah. stone. Yeah. Yeah. And like having like disclaimers and um we, we have like this when people come to the studio, we have a welcome email um just kind of explaining the process and how it's gonna all go down. Mm-hmm. And um, so people can be prepared as far as, uh, you know, our ex- expectations, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think of if um, when we went to when we go off premises, there's always drinking, too. And we do podcasts off premises. So there's been some <laughs> wild nights of that kind of stuff. When we were in P- Pittsburgh, we uh, we all flew out there and it's freezing cold. And we're, we did this. um miracle pop-up bar so we did a, oh, we yeah, did a yeah, yeah. podcast um and we interviewed the people from the miracle pop-up bar and then a few other like key players out there in pittsburgh and then we all went on out on the town you know to have amazing <laughs> dinner and drinks and then the end, end of the night we we're all sitting in our hotel room uh eating uh i think it was a grilled cheese sandwich and like tomato soup and we're like all crying like and, and me and Adele are crying and Allison's crying and Matt was so mad and like left the room <laughs> he's, all, he's like gonna go sleep in the lobby <laughs> we're, we're, we're insane people but like but we're also like you know we wake up the next day and we're hugging it out and like you know it's it's we're 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 good friends and we get through the bad you know the rough stuff and we're alcohol i tell you what it's a doozy yeah yeah it sounds like there's there's a lot we can um bring in from our work behind the bar um into these kinds you think of we careers. learn huh yeah <laughs> <laughs> was there anything in particular that you uh that you've skills that you learned from working behind the bar that you you brought into these new uh, this new business um definitely talking uh you know when when you're behind the bar you you have no desk to sep you know there there's mm-hmm. no cubicles to separate you from people um there's hundreds of people staring down your you know down your throat about getting a drink and you know they're looking at you and you know they're <laughs> looking at you but you can't you can't um you know you can't do anything about you can only get as many drinks of people as you are you know two hands can go and uh, so you have to vocalize a lot of stuff, you know, I'll be with you. And, and then when, you, when it's slower nights, then, you know, you, you're cleaning the bar and people want to talk, you know, and you, mm-hmm. you have, you have to engage. You can't, you can't, de- you can't deny it and you can't run away from it You're in front of you, you know? So, so I think that has, I've always been a pretty good at talking, but, um, I, I think I was a little more introverted before I started bartending, as far as like strangers go, mm-hmm. but bartending is like now I'm like, I don't care who you are. I could talk to anybody, you know, I could, you know, I talk to a homeless person on the street and I could talk to a multi, you know, a billionaire who's drinking whiskey, you know, <laughs> it, it don't matter. It don't matter. For sure. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was really a pleasure having you. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. That was Shauna Race. I really like what she said about asking for what you want and seeing the value in what you do. Your time and effort are worth it, and you should be compensated appropriately. Since I know you like bartender podcasts, be sure to check out Talk Tales on whatever podcast player you're using right now or online. You can even listen to me 
in one of their recent episodes. And you can support their show through their Patreon page. Links to all that and more are in the show notes or on our homepage, your86.com. That's Y-O-U-R-E-8-6.com. You can support this show as well through the Leave Us a Tip link or pick up some Your86 merch in the store. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time. 